All right. The official first episode filmed on by 8th. This will be posted next week on the 15th. So if you want to catch it live, you come to the live episodes, which will usually be Wednesdays. But I think next week we aren't doing a Wednesday, right? Uh, no, not next week. Because you're on vacation. Which, yes. who is with me right now is Rebel. He's going to be my right-hand man in this situation. What um, up, what up? Love to have some sort of third co-host that knows stuff about stuff that we don't. <laughs> yes, but specifically UFC. Uh, we don't know a lot about that. Or baseball. Or baseball. There you go. Baseball's a big one. But... Um... I think it'll be fun for us. So I'm pretty. We're going as you guys can see today. We are. It's a little bit of short one, just because it's the first one. I kind of just want to have the introduction on like what we are, who we are as people, who we like, what teams we like. So that way, you can kind of see where our biases are going to be for the show. Just because no matter who you are as a sports fan, you were going to fight to your death. As you can see behind me, I'm a very huge Denver Nuggets fan. <laughs> so basketball, I'm a big Nuggets fan. i um, been a Nuggets fan since I was born. Didn't know anything else. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't grow up with any of that. Like any like choice, I guess you could say, but I love them. I, I've had other choices with other sports like, like football. I'm a, I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan. I grew up a Broncos fan for a bit up until Reggie Bush got drafted and my parents didn't really care too much about what team I liked in football as long as it wasn't the Oakland Raiders because they are Broncos fans. <laughs> so those are really the two sports that I know the most about. I'm starting to get in a little bit about baseball. So like I'm a huge Rockies fan just because I live in Colorado. So it makes more sense for me to just like them. Um, but other than that, I'm not too well-rounded in the other the other festivities of sports i'm trying to i'm doing this podcast to kind of help my thoughts and my mindset towards uh other sports and stuff that's me bot i'm bot hi <laughs> um but rebel is gonna tell you what he what he likes who he likes and all that stuff right there hey i'm rebel uh i'm not too much into basketball mainly basketball i do is uh fantasy basketball uh dfs Fanduel. Um, I, so I don't have a team for basketball. I don't have a team for baseball. Baseball, I'm not into really at all. But I do for football. I got the Steelers and WVU for college. So basketball, baseball, going to be pretty unbiased for me. Uh, football, you're gonna, probably going to see a little bit of bias towards the Steelers. Forgot college completely. Football for me, football. I'm gonna because I have different ones for different sports. I, I don't know, but. For football, I like uh, I like Nebraska a lot. I wanted to play there when I was when I was in middle school. That's a, that's a big thing for me. Play basketball, and then when I play a lot of basketball, I I've been playing basketball since I was a little kid. So when I was growing up, I wanted to go to Northern Carolina because that's where where Michael Jordan went. You know, that's the people's people's goat. You know, he's the he's the big guy. So that was like. A main thing for me as a person, I was like, I would, I would love to go there just because it, it's, it's got to be, there's got to be some sort of history there, and they, they create great players. 
or I also wanted to go to like Duke, but my favorite basketball college is Kentucky. I love Kentucky. Um, I just think John Calipari creates amazing players. Just to name a few off the top of my head, you got John Wall, you got you got uh, Boogie Cousins, you know, Anthony Davis. I mean, three guys that are just complete all-stars, one yeah. of them being completely amazing. So it's just one of those that would be, uh, me being a younger guy, you know, I'm 22. So watching him, watching like college basketball when I was in high school and stuff, it really, I just really wanted to play there. So those are who I like yeah. for college wise. So who would you say is your favorite from each sport that you do watch and pay attention to? Favorite uh, for, player. Favorite player in basketball right now is, um, I love Jason Tatum. I think Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum is, is amazing. I think in a couple of years he'll be, I think I think Luke is really good, but I think Jason Tatum will make will make his like mark in here in like a year or two, oh, yeah, being the sure. best player in the league. So, I think mine right now for basketball has to be Giannis. Giannis, yeah, Giannis yeah, is dominant. Can, I just don't he's know. He's got some real potential if he can keep it up the way if, he is. If he can get his shot down, that guy will be great. It'll be amazing if he can get a consistent three pointer. Be almost unstoppable, but. But uh, football, um, Saint, a huge, like I said, huge Saints fan. I love Mike Thomas. I think Mike Thomas is amazing. He's really good, yeah. Uh, mine current player has got to be TJ Watt, I believe. TJ Watt's amazing. Definitely should have gotten that defensive player of the year last year. That's a that's a thing with um with a like with a, with um what is it called accolades and stuff like that, like defensive player of the year stuff. It's always weird. Teams get you know. There's guys that deserve it, but their teams are not very good, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, then they just get overlooked completely, which is weird. Um, what about... What's your favorite uh, all-time for each? Uh, for basketball, I like... Uh, my favorite, my favorite all-time is split between Kobe and, and LeBron, just because that's who I watched growing up. Um, so those are my two favorites for basketball. And then football... So many guys in football that you like that it's it's almost hard to choose one. But I would, if I had to absolutely choose one, I'd probably say Chan Bailey. Yeah, um, I'd say my all time for football probably Troy Polamalu. Polamalu was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of invented and ended the uh, jumping over the line, right? jumping the snap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for basketball, oh, I it wasn't until recently that I started watching, so I'm not really sure who I would say for my all time. Um, I I guess I'd have to go with the easy answer of Jordan. That is, yeah, that's the that's definitely the easy answer for basketball. I mean, if you don't know much, you do you do know that Jordan is definitely up there for greatest player of all time. I I have my opinion on greatest player of all time and people say i'm not smart about it but it's just my opinion you know <laughs> I, I do like uh dennis rodman from what i've seen of him he has a funny character to him i uh dennis rodman yeah dennis rodman's crazy there's a there's a i think there's a 30 for 30 of a guy of the guy that i think the bulls like literally hired just so they could keep track of dennis rod <laughs> all righty uh so, like you I said, on the what is what would it be the right side over here? Um, you got like our today's topics, kind of like what we really, really want to base our 
our first podcast on, which is like just kind of like the main points of like a little bit of what's going on during the week this week. We know that, you know, we we do know that a lot of stuff is still going on. Um, we are trying to make sure that we're covering some of the topics. We're not going to we're not going to be sitting on basketball and like talking the team's training, clo- closing training camps and stuff. Um, it's it's uh it's going to be more or less we're going to be trying to talk about everything like kind of of, of what's going on that's just the main topic we want to get to um we can talk about like the other stuff like like what's going on in the bubble or or in Orlando however you want to look at it um like and same with Fight Island on how uh, Gilbert Burns tested positive so they went with a different um they moved different it main the card Masvidal who Burns actually replaced in the first place <laughs> And then you got, and then you got like with the football thing, Cam on the Patriots. We're gonna talk good deal, bad deal, good for him, bad for him, good for Patriots, bad for Patriots. Um, so I mean, it's it's just one of those things where, um, we're just gonna kind of touch everything, so it'll be perfect. But uh, have some predictions along the way. But along with that, we're gonna start with the the basketball topic with the teams closing training camps. Um. So far, from what I have seen, there's only been three. The Bucks closed three days ago, I think Rebel had told me. Yeah, um, three days ago, Bucks closed. The Nuggets closed first, which I know that because two people, they didn't say who, but two people in the facility tested positive for COVID. And then the same thing happened with the Clippers yes. out in L.A. where two people tested positive. That's the one thing that it's a little bit weird to me is um, teams don't say who um, teams don't say who who got the got it, positive. You know, yeah. yeah, who who got positive? Was it from the trainers? Was it who who was it? You know, right? Um, yeah, but I don't think I, there is a little bit of training that it does go on before um, in Orlando. Um, let's kind of talk about how Orlando is kind of working. Um, so everybody's going to be there. It's a, what is it? A 22 team, 22 teams, July 30th, play in, play in, I want to say play in tournament, but it's the seeding tournament. Yeah. They're eight um, games each. So a- when, when they get to Orlando, there is a 48 hour quarantine period where they are not allowed to leave their rooms. They're not allowed to do anything. They're going to have people that go to their rooms and test them every 24 hours for the first 48 hours to make sure that they don't have COVID when they show up and then the two days after when they are allowed to start training again and they have like it's, it's a giant huge gym and it's literally just they, they call it the bubble for a reason because you're not allowed to leave the hotel and you're not allowed to go out in Miami and go do anything you're you're stuck there like you have to be there so it's it's a um, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be awesome I hope there's gonna be some behind the scenes footage because I would love to see how some of these guys are gonna act some having to be they, around each other for almost two um, two months, you know. So they've posted some of their meals already, and there's definitely been some jokes about that. So it's it's yeah it's and that's the thing is it's 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 definitely gonna be weird because you know when was the last you know the NBA is usually over by now. This is free agency yeah, yeah. period, so nobody's used to what's going on right now. But their bigger plan is to keep everybody safe they don't want anybody there that may have contracted the virus and may have it 
It's why teams are shutting down facilities and stuff along those lines because they don't want to have any sort of like interaction or reaction to it. And that's why right. a lot of teams are already getting there and they're just like, all right, we're just going to be here for longer. Just because especially that way being, they know. Especially being in Orlando, Florida just got, keeps getting hit with more and more. So they definitely don't want them around anybody right. in that area. But like the big teams, like, uh, like, 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 the, like I said, those three teams that, that did close down facilities, like the Bucks, the Nuggets and the uh, Clippers, um, they didn't say who tested positive. If anybody, if there was anybody more than two people that tested positive, they just said that there was a couple of people, which most of the time, you know, most people are going to say a couple is two. So we're just going to say that about two people tested positive. We don't know who, if it was players, if it was coaches, if it was, if it was the the water boy in the back, if it, who, whoever it was, you know, they just don't, nobody knows. It could have been the front office guy. Nobody knows what's going on with it. And but, those three, those three teams there too. They're all pretty much top seven uh, betting odds, so they're they're pretty high up there. So they probably have an even more of a reason to like be very cautious with who they want playing and where they want them playing. Exactly. And then with with like the Nuggets, um, Jokic tested positive a couple weeks back. So I mean, he was stuck in Serbia for a while. He was supposed to travel with the team. But he's having issues getting back to America from Serbia because he tested positive out in Serbia. So they are, they're being really, really like locked downy with bringing people back that tested positive. So he didn't get to fly with the team yesterday, but he'll, he'll, he'll be there before the first, like the first, like they're calling like preseason games where, where there's like three games before the actual, um, whole, I heard too that uh, Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill, my Bradley Bill is out. He's out for the whole restart with a shoulder injury. They're not going to. And there's also speaking of that too. There's also been a few people that I have seen that have opted out as well. Yeah, including Willie Stein, DeAndre Jordan, yeah, Avery Bradley, Davis Bertans. They just some of those guys just don't want to take the chance at. possibly catching it because I'm sure they have like Dwight Howard I think has some family members that literally like if they catch it they're they're, they just won't make it yeah it'll it'll be the inevitable but he he's playing and he said that because he want he wants to play because um the rest of his contracts are going to his fund that he has for like he has a he has like a a foundation that uh he donates he has money and he donates it to these certain things um, he's donating the rest of his contracts to all of that. So it's one of those people. People were just kind of scared. You know, it's a scary thing. Um, I did read today though that the Colorado Rockies are trying to have live fans once ba- baseball comes back. They want to try to fill the stadium a little bit at least. Yeah, I saw that too with a couple of the other sports. They're trying to. Yeah, they want to bring, bring some back, sort of fans. But yeah. only do like half half capacity or quarter capacity, so at least there's some people there. So I'm gonna guess that they're gonna try probably try to figure because I mean they're losing a, a team. The reason why sports are coming back is because teams are like a lot of money. They're losing buku amounts of money because I mean they make a lot of their money from ticket sales. So not having fans, not playing their year sport, is a lot of money lost. So but a yeah, lot. We got- of, 
and you know sports is a business. Those guys, those guys, if they're losing money, they they hate it. So they're gonna yeah. figure out something. They'll, Speaking of, uh, we'll get to that later. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll uh, they'll figure out what what's the best what's the best situation. Uh, so as we mentioned before, uh, twenty two teams going in. Uh, nine of those from the Eastern Conference, and thirteen of them from the Western Conference. What do you think about that? That they have more from Western than Eastern. Um so with the Western Conference, uh it's a little bit the the last seed, the eighth seed is is up for grabs. That's why there's so many more in the Western Conference than there is the Eastern Conference. Um so I think it's perfect. I think it's great. I think it's makes complete sense. I mean the Eastern Conference for years now has been way behind the Western Conference. Western Conference has been a, bloodbath when it gets to be the finals that's why i feel like lebron james did so did so well against that 73 and 9 warriors team back then it was that i mean even that year they won a lot but it was a bloodbath there was a lot of games where they didn't blow teams out they barely won yeah i mean it's it's a long stretch of season when you're on the western conference that's why a lot of those teams like if you put the kings you put the pelicans you put any of those other like like those bottom third like the like those bottom I'd say like four teams after the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference uh, from the Western Conference. I feel like you you bump out the bottom four teams on the Eastern Conference. So in my opinion, I wish they, because this season is kind of like a wrap anyways, I wish they would have did the top 16 teams, period, just yeah. because it would have made more sense. It's already discombobulated the right, way that yeah, the stuff's going. The, you might as well try it. You know? Non-conference and yeah. just do... And best. you might as well just try it, you know? Like, who who's the best team, period. Right. Because it's it's a wash of a season anyways. So, in my opinion, having 13 Western Conference teams and then the 9 Eastern Conference teams, I mean, if, you, if we look at um, the Eastern Conference... Got, in the NBA... Got, we got Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia look like the main one. Well, the bottom, the bottom, the bottom 10 teams in that conference, 23 wins, 22 wins, 21 wins, 20, 20, 19. And then on the Western conference, the bottom 10 teams, 28, 28, 27, 26, 19, and 15. So it, I mean, it makes sense to have the, the, that top 13 teams in there just because, I mean, even the 13th team has the, more wins than the ninth team on the east right. yeah they they just kind of brought in everybody that has technically has a chance a few of these has a teams to get are like the right AC. on the edge and they had to get like every the other teams had to lose every game but. right and i think the the craziest thing is with uh with like the whole seeding and stuff um the celtics are 21 20 to 1 favorite to win it all i, I think that's that's pretty crazy i think they're fifth on the list yeah. And I think they honestly have the best like in my opinion that's that's going to team that wins it this year if it, if if uh if the Bucks don't knock them out in, in that final round. Yeah. But, um I think another team that I think that's very low down that if they can make it in there have a very solid chance of making it is the Pelicans. Um I think they got quite a young team. I think they got a young team, so I don't too. think I don't think they're gonna 
have that that uh the mind the ready mindset to make it to that eighth seed if that makes sense if um yeah i don't i, I don't just, know if they're gonna make it. i'm saying if they do make it to the eighth seed though they they have a, I I, think if, they have a if i'm being completely honest i really really hope that the grizzlies get that eighth seed just because they have they have the they have the team to stop they like they have the team to actually play against lebron and ad you know they have you know they have John Morant that's a great point guard for them. They got they got Brandon Clark. They you know they can cover AD. Um, Dylan Brooks is a really good defender. I'm sure he he'd be able to slow down a LeBron at least a little bit to to help a little bit. That team that Grizzlies team is really really good. So how do you think the uh, Rockets currently at a twelve to one odds? Uh, how do you think they do with I th- their? I think lo- it's outrageous that they're that high <laughs> because with their idea I mean, of playing small if small that, ball. if the nba ended today the nuggets would play the rockets first round let's think about do you think the nuggets beat the rockets or do you think the rockets beat the nuggets first round without a center uh, i don't think they beat not. anybody without a center because i mean they, they i mean they were playing fairly okay but you just can't play that well for that long who do, especially, nuggets, who do the Nuggets have behind Jokic at center? Uh, Mason Plumlee. He's, I mean, dude's a really good def, um, defending center. He's amazing yeah. defending center. Plays great. Uh, re, like he's a great rebounder. Plays great underneath basket. But, I also like. I also kind of like the Seventy uh, Sixers if they can stay healthy. There, but well, that's the main problem is if they can stay healthy. <laughs> That's with the 76ers. That's a it's a weird team because they it, you you look at their roster. They have amazing players. You know they got you know Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I mean Matisse Thybulles, oh, their their rookie they got on that team, and he's amazing on defense. You got Al Horford, Bias Harris, Josh Richardson. Like that starting five is amazing. But then you look at their bench, and you just there's no firepower off that bench. Yeah, there. Really, yeah, yeah the only like thing old really the I can think of is uh, Alec Burks. They spent Alec so Burks. much on that on that starting five that they just have no bench depth whatsoever. That I feel like can really give them any type of that oomph to get to get there. You know, to like really win it. But that's why I think the Celtics got it. I mean, they played this they played this year so well. You know, you got Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Ennis Cantor, Daniel Theis. Their it was bench, always weird to me throughout the year that Ennis Cantor wasn't their starting center. Um, To me, it wasn't just because Ennis Cantor is a really good off-the-bench guy. He's he's not a very good defender. He's actually, I think he's the worst defending center in the league, which is... You know, as a big guy, to not be able to play defense, that's a little weird. That's I still remember when he broke that defense. chair, when he got mad, punched that chair. And, uh, but, which team was he on then? Uh, might, have been, might have been Thunder, yeah. But I just, I mean, like that, that, that Celtic scene, you got like that starting lineup, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Daniel Theis. That's amazing. And then off the bench, you got like, Marcus Smart. Javon Green, Robert Williams, Romeo Langford, Ennis Cantor. Like they just have a little bit of a bench. So that's why that on the East, yeah. I think I feel like they are like almost the favorites for me to win it. Obviously the Bucks are amazing and they're great. Giannis is on the team, so you can't argue with that. 
Chris Middleton. And off the bench, you got Kyle Korver, who's always going to be a sharpshooter when you need him to be. Ersan Eliasova, Robin Williams. Or Robin Williams. Um, Robin Lopez, <laughs> Wesley Matthews, George Hill. Like, they have a they have a very good bench, you know. So, I mean, the, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won it or went to the at least the finals. I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. I feel like the Raptors are probably that that one team that is just completely not talked about whatsoever. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they won last year with with uh, Kawhi Leonard. It, Nobody really Mark, thought that they would do well this year. You said what? Do you know if Mark Gasol is coming back for him? Because that would be a huge boost as well. I, th- I believe so. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see why not or why he wouldn't. I think. Uh, yeah, from what I'm seeing here, Mark Gasol lost 50 pounds during the the break so far. So. I think the Mavericks, if they can have a pretty solid team as well. If they I can. have so hot take, first hot take, hot take. I think the Clippers lose the Mavericks in the first round if the standings were to end today. Mavericks yeah, are seventh or the seventh seed. I feel like the Clippers could lose to them. That's and that's just because I feel like Paul George just doesn't play very well. like he for some reason since he left the Pacers just does not play very well in the playoffs. Yeah, and they have like that for they have injury trouble over there too on the Clippers. Paul George has been injured off and on all year, so I just feel like basketball wise, we're gonna. I'm I'm just gonna do the little predictions here from my predictions on how like if it were to end today, because obviously we're not gonna know what the seedings are are gonna be until everybody plays their games. Um, if it were to end today. Clippers lose the first round of Mavericks. Nuggets win in the first round. Lakers win in the first round. Utah wins in the first round. I think the Lakers and the Nuggets win in the second round and go to the Western Conference Finals, which will go seven games. I, with, I, with the Lakers winning that, like, that Western Conference Finals um, in the seventh game, obviously, because they're going to have home court. I, I would say it's weird because I want to say they have home court advantage, but... I just don't. Th- I think the Nuggets are a year or two off from really winning, winning all, like winning it all. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, Easter Conference first round, I got the Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Raptors, with the Celtics and Bucks getting the se- win in the second round, and then I think the Celtics win in the Eastern Conference Finals Ooh, in okay. five games. I don't think. I don't think that they can. I don't think they'll get past five games. With the Lakers and the Celtics being in the finals for like the 9,000th time, I think it goes six games and the Celtics win the finals in six games. I just don't think LeBron and AD are going to be able to carry that whole team by themselves. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. Some of those games I watched this year, they looked really good and they looked really bad. So LeBron's done it before with worse. Uh... Against, I mean, yeah, but against a team that didn't have a bench as well. I mean, that that Warriors team, I can, you, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that starting, if that starting team, if that starting, you know, that starting five unit didn't didn't go up and put up forty points in the first quarter, forty five points in the first quarter, it was gonna be a rough day for them. So, yeah, I think for me, I think we're gonna see the Lakers and Bucks. I um, think the definitely. Lakers are taking it. Definitely. I just think 
I don't know. It's just it's it's gonna be rough. The betting odds are are really really weird. So like like I said, the Celtics are twenty one, which I feel like they should be a little bit higher than that. Um, Lakers are number one at twelve to five. So I mean that's. I think everybody feels like the yeah. Lakers are gonna win it all. So that's that's amazing to me. Uh, Pelicans are eleven to four odds of getting the eighth seed, with the Grizzlies being the best odds of getting the eighth seed at five and six. And then the Nets have the best odds in the East at ten to eleven odds, and then Wizards have the worst odds at thirty to one. Yeah, it's, it, they probably are even worse now without Beal. And I'm, yeah, and I'm sure that dropped because Beal's not even in there. So I wouldn't doubt that that you know that doesn't change any whatsoever. But in it's it's weird because the bubble it's you're not playing at home. So one, the Nuggets aren't going to have home court advantage, meaning that we're not going to have that. You're not going to have that um, the altitude. You know, you're not going to have those guys getting tired quicker. As much as they like to say that they're gonna get tired, if they don't get that tired or they don't get tired quick, out here I've I've been to a few of those live games. I've seen LeBron huffing and puffing six minutes after the first quarter. You know it's it's a it's crazy. So um, I just DFS is gonna be weird for the bubble. You know. A lot of the there's I know a lot of people that make that's how they that's how they make their money that's how their job is yeah I know. they make money off of DFS so it's gonna be weird to see who you think is gonna do good who's gonna do bad in DFS you know who's gonna be great who's gonna be off the bench guy that's gonna be amazing and the funny thing that you mentioned too with the uh, <laughs> the Pelicans and Grizzlies being kind of the two teams mainly fighting for the eighth spot uh, that's also I'd say I feel like what should happen is if those two are fighting for that eighth spot, whichever team gets that eighth spot, their rookie should win rookie of the year. Um, I disagree. I think that. Um, I definitely, I definitely think that um, John Morant should win it. I, I, I think I do also think that he I should, mean, but uh, I just don't you think, know, I just you know that with the hype around Zion, like they want Zion to be the best. They they're pushing for Zion to be the best. Yeah, I, and I, I think just, that they want him to be the best so badly that they're going to I overlook. Just, I just can't over. I just can't overlook the fact that Ja Morant is taking a Memphis Grizzlies team that wasn't good, hasn't been good for like two years, and he came. He comes in. With um, comes in with Brandon Clark, and they're both. I mean, they're both rookies, and you got Triple J over there as well. So you, I mean, you got Jaron Jackson Jr., you got Triple J, you got you got Ja, you got Brandon Clark, and these are all young guys that just play. They they've been playing so well this year together that like adding Ja, you can just tell made that team so much better. And then with with uh, Zion, it, I I just don't feel like adding him to that team made them really any better. He he missed half the season and they were they were still in the same around the same spot about ten to nine like nine to ten, ten range you know, mm-hmm. with um with it being like I don't know it's it's weird really it's really really weird because it's like they add Zion he I mean the team does obviously do better adding a player that caliber is going to make you better. But I just don't think that he just was that 
Yeah, I rookie of the year candidate because he didn't play the whole season. He played I, I half that season, you, and I do believe that Josh should get it. But I, it's like a, I said, I do feel like that it's a political game in the NBA. If yeah. if John Morant wins rookie of the year, it'll be weird. It'll drop a lot of Zion prices down for everything. It'll it, it just won't drive things like like people wanting to buy jerseys and stuff along those lines, you know. There's, I, I mean, I know I have friends that bandwagon a team because of the, their rookies, you know. So I right. mean, who's who, who? do you want to be your face of the NBA right now, rookie of the year wise? Who's gonna make you the most money? Is usually what it goes to. We've learned yeah. that when when freaking uh, Donovan Mitchell won didn't win rookie of the year, and it went to Ben Simmons and said that sat out a whole year. Yeah. So I mean. It's one of those, who's going to make the most money? Who's going to make them the most money? But that's rookie think, of the year. Who do, you, who do you think the MVP is, is, is the big thing? Because, I mean. It's definitely a close race with MVP. It's gotta, I feel like at this point it's got to be LeBron or Giannis. I mean, and I'm leaning towards Giannis personally. But it could if, I'm going with a, if I'm going with a safe bet, I'm going to tell you Giannis just because they've been playing so well this year. But if I'm going for who I actually think should be MVP, I'm going to tell you Luka. Luka's almost averaging a triple-double this year. So, I think I mean, LeBron might be as well. Yeah, I mean, LeBron, LeBron does that every year. I just feel like LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, he's the most efficient player I've and the ever Lakers, Yeah, I've ever also, and also the Lakers do have some more, I think. A little I feel more, like more they firepower. More yeah. them, a little then. more firepower than the Mavericks do. Because it's like you see, like Mavericks, you got Luca and Porzingis, and Lakers, you got LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think we know who's gonna be more sought after of those duos. <laughs> but with the with the whole DFS thing, like I said, some of these players just aren't gonna play the same because they're not gonna be at home. You know, they're not gonna be in front of their home fans. Yeah. Like, how's Russell Westbrook gonna play? Oof. That guy feeds. Yeah. That guy feeds off of the crowd. Big dunks. Looks at the crowd. Starts flexing in and doing all of that. He feeds off of the crowd. So I mean, how is that gonna? You know, how is he gonna play? Is he gonna be the same high tempo, high energy? Get try to get every everything going because you know crowd energy helps a team out. That's the big a big thing. It helps a team out. It definitely does. Yeah, a lot of teams. There's a lot of players out there that just you got people that get nervous in a crowd. You got people that thrive off the crowd, and so we'll definitely see those come out to play. So it's like like a player like LeBron will probably average the same DFS numbers he was before, just because they're so efficient. Like Anthony Davis, these guys that don't feed off of crowds, you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jokic, Dantich, Porzingis, Ante Tsukumpo. I'd say Bledsoe, I'd put Bam on a bio. Hemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons. Mm. Uh, OG Ananobi's really good DFS-wise for some reason. That guy puts up yeah, amazing he, numbers. He's killing it whenever. James, uh, I think James Harden's going to play better without fans, which is weird for me to say. Um, Harrell, Montrez Harrell. I think Montrez Harrell plays really well. Like I said, I just I don't know if 
if uh i think it's i think this will help the rookies out too those yeah John, it's gonna, Zion, it's gonna, gonna be, be it's gonna be it's gonna be really nice to see who steps up dfs wise just because like it's really it's really funny because like you you go with those safe those safe bets who's gonna be the safe bet who's gonna be really nice but the Nuggets, I'm going to tell you, the Nuggets always play Torrey Craig way more in the playoffs than they do it there in the regular season. And it's a re- really, really weird thing. It's because Torrey Craig is one of the top-rated M- like defensive players every single season. So he, he's the one, he'll, he'll be the one that guards James Harden. He'll be the one that guards Russell Westbrook. Whoever, whoever's got that hot hand that night, he'll be the one that's on them. And then the next, next round, whoever they verse, it'll be whoever's the top guy on that team. They always put him on them. Because it's just one of those, one of those things where I think there was an article that came out that LeBron said that every time he plays the Nuggets, when he's got a, like Torrey Craig is just a, he's one of those like defensive guys. It's like a like Tony Allen back in the day. You know, it was like you don't want to play against Tony Allen because he's gonna play lockdown defense. He doesn't care about scoring the ball, and that's the thing with Torrey Craig is if he has to score, he's gonna score. He's gonna make that three. So it's just a little bit. It'll be a little bit weird because it's Toy Craig's one of the least used guys in DFS right now. But playoffs, Toy Craig is a little bit different than regular Toy Craig. So it's just gonna be a little bit weird. Who you gonna who who are people gonna trade out? A lot of these guys are gonna be high value or like high, like high price value. And it's gonna be just really really weird to see. Yeah, and speaking of also with defense, the the Clippers. They definitely rely on their defense big time with Kawhi and Beverly. Those two, those are two of the top. I think Beverly's gonna be the top, very top DFS team. point guard besides besides like CP3, like obvious guys that are point guards that are really well, like really good. He'll be like a really good like budget guy. Yeah. Um. I do like the Wizards for budget guys as well because like they're they're still gonna have their eight games. To oh, play. they're gonna have they're gonna have guys that are four thousand, you know, cost what is it like four thousand or thirty six hundred or whatever. They're gonna be starting. I I remember I remember when they signed uh, Gary Payton the second, and uh, started playing him a lot, and he was like he was like three thousand dollars on DFS, and the guy put up like I think like sixty something DFS points or something like his first night playing. And there was like two people that played him the whole night. I'm like, man, you guys cashed mega big time on that guy, didn't you? It's just, it's just one of those. You're gonna have some sort of. There's gonna be some player that's gonna be amazing. Like, who knows what J.R. Smith's gonna do for the Lakers? You know, he just signed with them because Avery Bradley's not gonna travel with the team. They have an open roster spot because of that, so they filled it with they filled it with um, J.R. Smith. Who knows? Maybe maybe J.R. Smith plays really, really well. Maybe he has a 2018 NBA Finals moment where he doesn't know how many points need to be scored and doesn't know the time on the clock. With J.R. Smith, you just don't know. So it's just one of those who who's going to be good. It's been a couple months since everybody's played, and they're going to go right back into pretty much being like NBA action. You know, They're going to be like right back in it. It's going to be... It'll almost be like playoff basketball from this from the the very beginning, which is gonna be really weird. Yeah, and also um, with the rookies as well, uh, we can't forget about like I don't think he's going to be in the talks, but pretty high up there on the list. Kendrick Nunn, he's gonna be playing in these games as well. Kendrick Nunn's nice. I, I Kendrick Nunn's really he's he's really good 
defense he's, barely, he's, well. just, he's just right behind John Morant right mm-hmm. now with only two points under him for his average this season. Kendrick Nunn got really lucky with uh, Goran Dragic getting that injury at the beginning of the season. If if that doesn't happen, I don't think that guy gets that chance that he got. And yeah. if he doesn't get that chance, then he doesn't do what he did. You know, now he's now he's a starter on that team. Butler was hurt for a while too, wasn't he? Well, I, for I think for a game or two, but I mean that doesn't that won't matter. You know, your starting point guard is injured. You're gonna bring in you're gonna bring in the next guy up. This will happen to be Kendrick Nunn, so. But a guy like Tyler Hero, we, how will he play in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, Mitchell, oh, not Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Duncan Robinson. How is he gonna play? Do like two guys on that team that are really well, that are really good. Um, but. I think Jimmy Butler's gonna have some fun in this playoffs. We'll he, see. Hopefully, I mean, I really hope that Heat team does well because it'll be fun to watch them play. They're a really fun team to watch, just because you got Tyler Hero. He's so that guy's so um, out there. Like he's, he's just a fan like, favorite. <laughs> yeah, he's he's out there for sure, and he's a and he's a really cocky guy, you know. So yeah, he's a really fun guy to watch. But he might he might be one of the guys that kind of get hurt a little bit without the fans. But um, moving from basketball, just because of, like to save. I would like to say some stuff to talk about before we talk about the whole, whole everything, you know. Let's uh, let's get into the Fight Island stuff. That's stuff that I don't really know too much about. That you might yeah. actually know a yeah, lot more than I do because I haven't really looked too compa- too crazy into it. Other than I, like I said, I know that that I know that um, Burns is no longer the main event, and Mastival is the new main event um, yeah, replacement yeah. for him. Which is like I said, like I mentioned earlier, is very interesting because Burns was in there to replace Masvidal in the first place. People didn't like that Burns was in there. He had a very good fight in his last fight against, uh, I believe, Tyron Woodley. Um, Burns destroyed Woodley, uh, so he he earned that spot for sure. But people definitely wanted Masvidal, and now they got it because of unfortunate circumstances. They probably didn't want this to be the reason why he's in there. But he's in there now. And yeah. he's also and this 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 would have been, I feel like, probably fight of the year if it wasn't for the fact that Masvidal is coming in right with six days notice. Yeah, it's but though I feel like he I feel like people kind of I think he stays ready to go i i don't know i just feel like a fighter stays ready for that situation you know like just in case they they do get that call to be in the fight you know so like i feel like he'll be ready to go it just won't be like you said it just won't be as crazy i guess you could say one of masvidal's biggest moments too was his fight with uh, a guy named ben Askren. uh finished the fight in about five seconds whenever they both charged at each other. Askren went for a takedown. Masvidal jumped up and happened to hit him right in the side of the head with a knee and instantly knocked him out. I don't know how that fight would have gone if that moment didn't happen. Uh, we'll never know because it, the moment did happen. And That's now, the craziest Masvidal. thing about fighting is one one connection could completely end a fight. That could, you know, if you get one little connection, that's, that's the 
that they I love I love watching some of those guys and them pushing pushing things like that, you know, kind of kind of seeing what they're going to do along those lines. Cuz like some people are really funny when it, when it, when it comes to when it comes to those fights and some of that they um they usually like the few that I've seen, it's always like you ca- they catch one good hit and then it's it, you know. <laughs> you know, speaking of that too, that reminds me of the uh, who was it that was fighting Alistair Overeem? Maybe um, it was either Alistair Overeem or Francis Ngannou. That was he pretty much destroyed the guy the whole fight in the last four seconds of the fight. Got hit in the and hit in the face, busted his lip open, and got knocked out. Well, That's technically crazy. knocked out. He he was getting back up with four seconds left. He probably could have stayed alive for those four seconds and won the fight but they did call it off after his lip exploded it's uh the fighting sport in general like boxing mma kickboxing stuff along those lines it's it's amazing to see that like sometimes it's like i said it's it's just one hit one connection and that's that's the round or that's the that's the thing that, that just puts somebody over the top to win whether it be by decision by technical knockout, knockout, you know, it's just that one connection. If they can get the one and they can kind of combo up and get another, maybe even a couple after that, it it can turn in, it can turn into a pretty ugly thing, you know? So if, if the, um, if Mastival can come in with that little, like I said, that little bit of training, turn it into something. Who knows yeah, I think it'll still definitely be like. a good fight for sure. Yeah. And they don't like each other. They do not like each other at all. From what I've seen, we also have two other title fights in that in the card. Um, got a heavyweight title with Volkanovski versus Holloway, the rematch. I think that that'll be a very. That sounds like game. I was gonna say that sounds like it'll be a fun one. I love rematches of, of of sports fights. Those are those are always my favorite ones to watch. Is are the rematches of just because I like and I always root for the guy that's that that lost the previous fight just because like. They they want it so much more than anybody right. else, you know? and and I feel like most of the time when you get rematches, it's because everyone knows that that person that lost had a chance to win. Right, exactly. And I think the other fight is Jan versus Aldo. I don't know too much about that one. So you have any fight predictions for that? Is there you have any like you think Masvidal is gonna win? Who do you think is gonna win uh, out of the think, title fights along those lines? I think Usman, Usman is wins. gonna win because of the short notice. I I still believe Usman probably would have gotten the win if it was already pre-planned. Right. They would have been, but it would be probably based on decision. You would definitely point. feel a little bit better. Yeah, you definitely feel a little bit better about. Very split decision, most likely. Like exactly, you know, if it was if he was actually training for the fight all the way up to this point, you know. So uh, I think Volkanovski probably gets the win in that fight. And like I said, with the Jan and Aldo, I don't know too much about either of them. Uh, so yeah, I could go either way. <laughs> right. Right. I I don't know. I agree. I mean, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about all the fighting and all of that. I've never really looked in the background of the guys. But if it's a re the with a rematch, I want whoever whoever lost the previous fight. You know, I yeah. want I want them to win that fight. 
Uh, I'm going to take Masvidal just because huge underdog guy came in, like you said, six days before the fight. And then, and then on that last one, I've never, like you said, you never heard anything about them. I've never, no. it's one of those things I've never heard anything about it either. So a I'm little bit tough for me to, yeah, I've gotten more into it recently. Also for the same reason with basketball because of DFS. Yeah, it's just weird, weird for me. You know, I can't really put my put my two cents out there for for that. Just for the simple fact of like, I don't know. Reminder as basketball. well for uh, YouTube, Spotify listeners. Uh, this was made on the eighth, so this was before the event had happened. Uh, by the time you guys, oh yeah, it. yeah. So you guys will 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 have. So Rebels going on vacation next week. I just figured we get this started um, this week. And then kind of how it's going to work is we're going to do a live episode. So if you want to hear the live episode, um, first episode, I'm not going to. Uh, there's always live episodes on Twitch. Twitch will always be in the description on on, uh, on YouTube. And then on Spotify, it's twitch.tv slash I'm Botman TTV. And then with... Um, with all of that, um, you'll kind of hear me in he, hear me and Rebel in later episodes, kind of talking with Chat along those lines. We're gonna kind of I'm gonna I kind of want to get Chat included a little bit on some of their stuff, their takes and stuff like that. They'll give us some topics and stuff along those lines. I just yeah, we have some people chatting in here today I, as well. I just with the first episode that we should kind of get you guys kind of get a feel about how we are as as sports fans because. I I am a sports fan. I it's it's my I mean, since I was 7 years old, I didn't watch cartoons. I've been watching Sports Center every day of my whole pretty much my whole life. It's something I love a lot. So I just figured I would talk we would first episode we will just talk about sports. We would talk about kind of what's going on, kind of the main points of everything that's been going on over the past couple like maybe like about month back or so. Um and just kind of, you guys can kind of see how we are as people, um, talking and like seeing, like you can tell me and Rebel just aren't really knowing on the whole Fight Island stuff or the UFC fighting in general, but we're willing to learn. So this is great as a podcast thing that now I have to pay attention yeah, we'll to this to, a little bit more. I have to searching. do my research on it and I have to see and go all along those lines. Um... So you'll see us talking to chat a little bit more YouTube. I'm going to make a overlay that'll look a lot like this one, except I think we'll have the chat instead of the logo be in the middle. We'll have the chat be in the middle. Everybody on Spotify. You're not going to really know what I'm talking about unless you go see it on YouTube, which I would recommend go watch it on YouTube as well. Please help me boy. Um, we are it's one of those things where we're trying to just trying to see what works um the live the live chat or the live is just for people that like us you know can watch it listen to it have it on in the background while they're doing their work and stuff along those lines actually five minutes ago um some breaking news here jamal crawford signed a deal with the brooklyn nets so i saw that as well yeah, I just, I just saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much it'll really help them get into the. I don't think it's gonna help them at all, but it gives them. <laughs> I mean, it gives them somebody that can dribble like Kyrie, you know. So, 
Now, what do you think? Do you think the Nets make it to the playoffs if Kevin Durant did decide? I know he's already said that he's not. I going think. To come back I think they, the smartest thing for them is just chalk up this season and try to get a, a lower draft pick, so maybe they can make some trades to make a big three. You know, get a trade in yeah. for like a guy like, like I mean, even even open up some cap room so that way they can sign even Carmelo Anthony. You know, something along. I feel like they probably want to get a center because the guys they got right now, they got Jared Allen. Uh, they got. I feel like Jared Allen's DeAndre really a really good jet center. DeAndre so is Jordan. Not Jordan. gonna play anyways. As we mentioned earlier, he's already opted out. But like I said, chat. You'll you'll see the chat on YouTube. You guys will see the chat kind of on screen. Um, but if you guys want to catch the live videos, usually they will be on Wednesday nights or Wednesdays, just period, whether it be day or night. Um, I'll post it on Twitter about an hour before we go live. So that way, like, if you're doing something, you can kind of, like, open it up and just kind of leave it up. And then when we go live, you kind of hear us. Um, but all episodes will be posted a week after, which um, eventually I'm going to get it to a point where we're posting two videos a week. So, like, we'll record we'll, or we'll go live on one on, like, a Monday or something. And then, we'll post, and then we'll post, and then I'll post, and then we'll post it. So we'll do probably like during the football season. We'll probably do like Tuesdays. We'll do our podcast so that way we can talk about like the Thursday night football games, Sunday, Monday night football games, and all like all the football games over the weekend. And then we'll have that one go up on like the Thursday when the, and we'll have like our prediction for Thursday night football along those lines. So I can put that one up on Thursday, and then we'll have like like a episode that we film on Thursday that'll go out on like Friday or Saturday or something along those lines later on. I want to start putting out two episodes. We'll put out like two episodes a week, but for right now we're just going to do one episode for a while until we can kind of get our feeding and kind of figure out what's going on. Um, but next topic is football. The biggest story I think right now for football, which is amazing to me is cam on the Patriots. I don't know why it took so long for Cam to sign somewhere. Um, I feel like he, for a former MVP, he should not have sat there for so long. You yeah, know, there's, some, there's some teams out time. there that definitely I mean, don't have a quarterback ele- better than Cam. Biggest elephant in the room, though, is obviously it's not the biggest story in football. The biggest story in football is Patrick Mahomes signing a $503 million contract. For ten, for 10 years, years. which it's is current, the, which adds on to two years which as well. Is so he's the, for 12. It's the largest sports contract all time, and he has incentives to make that five hundred five hundred three million even larger. Which and and he has a lot of, um, he has a lot of clauses in there. I think uh, before before we did a little debriefing before the stream, Rebel told me that he has a lot of a lot of clauses in there. Um, yeah, that's like no physical activity, no at physical all. activity that isn't football. So it's just amazing, but he he deserves exactly. He deserves every also single a no penny. No trade clause in there. No trade. Well. Yeah, no trade clause, so he can't get traded, which is am- it's crazy. So like, if he just like, I don't, and I'm not trying to be trying to be. Uh, like a negative Nancy, but if he turns into like Cam Newton, where he has some injury issues and you can't, you gotta you can't get rid of him, and he doesn't want traded, he wants to just stay with the Chiefs. He he kind of has that secured, you know. 
So, I mean, if there's... You never know with, with a player. You're kind of betting on a future. He hasn't had any injury issues in the past, so I don't f- expect him to have any in the future. Um, but it's a, it's a big contract. It's a huge contract. It's big for sports, period. But here's the thing with that contract. How much, how much cap room does that take up for them? I've heard, um, I've heard different stories. It, I think the ones that we get more news out on this contract, because there's still stuff that's going to keep coming out about it. Because I think the hugest, or I don't want to say the hugest, because that's wrong language for it, but the biggest, biggest. the biggest thing about that contract is the, um, the uh, cap room situation, you know? Who, yeah. who are you going to re-sign now, you know? Like, Tyreek Hill's coming up on a on contract year. Also, speaking on the Chiefs, too, they have some, while getting that big win with getting Mahomes, they also have some trouble I mean, along got, their team with Frank Clark planning to potentially uh, sit out the season because of his contract. Well, even, even um, I was just thinking, Chris Jones as well needs a new contract. They, they were been. trying to sign him. Are they needing to sign been Chris him? Jones. Maybe I, I, maybe I'm I think Chris it is. Jones. I think it is Chris Jones you're thinking of because I was looking at had some stuff online and it was Chris Jones wants a bigger contract. He deserves a bigger contract. He made that defensive line so much better. But by them keeping Mahomes, by them by them trying, you know, by them keeping Mahomes and giving him that big contract, he's making forty seven point seven million dollars guaranteed every year. That's guaranteed money. Forty seven point seven million dollars. So I mean, they, they can they can restructure throughout the seasons as well. So we don't we definitely don't know as of now how it's going to look each year. They have what their ideas of it, uh, their current spots for them. But <laughs> I'm sure that there ten years is a long time. There's probably going to be quite a few restructures throughout there. So the NFL salary cap is currently at two hundred and nine million per team. That contract is twenty five percent of their cap room. <laughs> yeah, they they are they're gonna have some trouble. Um, I do believe. Though. So I think. Even if they do restructure, it's a ten-year deal. You know, when you restructure, you're just extending, right. extending that contract, so that way you can spread the money a little bit. Yeah, and then, and then you have to add another twenty for for Tyreek Hill because he's gonna. He, I mean, he, respectively, he's gonna he's gonna request that. The guys, I'm freaking freaky freaking nature. He's so fast. One thing that will help is that they. Had so, just I mean, drafted a new running back, so that'll be a short salary cap there for him for about three or four years. Well, I'm just thinking of, of of like out of three. There's three players there. You got you got Patrick Mahomes, forty seven point seven. About another twenty for Tyreek Hill, and then about another fifteen for for J, uh, for uh, Travis Kelsey. So you add twenty to fifteen. That's thirty five plus forty seven. We'll say we'll say forty eight. Um, well, actually, we'll oh, probably say fifty because I'm sure he'll hit his incentives that he needs. I'm sure he'll hit his fifty a, a year, so we'll say about eighty-five million in three players. So you're at 
about half of your cap room in three players. And the biggest issue on that team is their defense. Their, their, their secondary is atrocious. The only semi-good secondary player that they had yet last year is, is uh, Tyran Matthew. Four. I had the Fuller did pretty decently. And Fuller did decently, but they got rid of him. He's gone now. He's back with the Redskins again. So, mm-hmm. so that's the issue. Is it's just like the contracts are huge, but that's the. I mean, that's the biggest news. But in my opinion, the biggest news for me is Cam. Like, who, who doesn't sign Cam Newton after he gets dropped? You know. Yeah. Like, let's think. Let's think about this. You got. Yeah, you got the Broncos. I mean, I get that the Drew Locke looked really good in five games, but that's only five games, and that's in garbage games, games that you know you're not going to make the playoffs, so let's throw the rookie out there. You got, got the Jets. Jet, the Jets. Their, their quarterback started looking really good in the final six of the seven games, so I can get why they didn't sign him, and they went with Flacco instead. Then you got the Bears. I don't think the Bears know what the hell they're going to do next year, quarterback-wise. I know that I think that's why they grabbed Nick Foles, because they know that Nick Foles could come off the bench and be a Super Bowl MVP. So, <laughs> um, And then you got, then you got like, I, I mean, Josh, I think Josh Allen's really good for the Bills, but you got the Bills, I feel like, if Josh Allen doesn't do very well. I mean, there's so many teams that just could have used an MVP quarterback that, like, because of his personality outside of football just caused him to not get signed really anywhere fast. Like, I mean, even the Chargers. Like, I get they have uh, Tyrod Taylor, but... And they just drafted uh, Herbert. Yeah. But, like, the former MVP, and he hasn't played in a year... I just feel like there's so many teams that could have took him. It was just like the perfect situation. The Patriots just got in trouble for filming on the sidelines. They just lost their 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 third round picks. It was a perfect scapegoat. Go sign go sign Cam. Now everybody's gonna be like, oh my God, Cam Newton signed to the Patriots. He's gonna take over for he's gonna take over Tom Brady's spot. He's gonna do amazing. So I just cover. I feel like it was more of a cover up for their mistakes that they made that they lost picks for. And it was a low, it was a it was a low re, a low risk high reward thing by giving him a contract that if he's injured he only makes five hundred I think five hundred fifty million dollars or five hundred fifty thousand dollars something like that. And in the end, Patriots still don't have pretty much any weapons. Uh, Cam Newton's um, Cam Newton when he. One MVP had no had no targets either. I mean, he only had. I think he only had. Um, uh, top of my head, I can't remember his name. The tight end for them over there, I can't remember his name. Olson. Yeah, they had Olson, and that was about it. Like Kelvin Benjamin went down with a with a ACL tear. I think that was the year after they got rid of Steve Smith. It was so. I mean, he he really didn't have anybody that year either. But Cam Newton, he signed it. It's a one-year deal with a base of 105 million minimum salary for like a player that has an amount of experience of nine years, and just 550 thousand of that is guaranteed. He can earn another 700 thousand per game 
uh, per game roster bonuses and up to 5.75 million in additional incentives. Maximum value of the contract is seven and a half million. Yeah, that is that's pretty cheap for. So I mean, former MVP. I think the Patriots kind of win there. It's a it's a it's a high it's a low risk high reward. You know? It's like one of those he plays really like- well. Cool, let's sign him for two three years, and we're golden. You know, like we have we have the successor to Tom Brady. If he doesn't do well, all right, we go draft a quarterback in the draft and we we rebuild or, on it or switch to Stidham. Uh, or yeah, or even just kind of run with Stidham for a while. But I mean, like I said, I don't know. It's that that he's a he's a polarizing player. You know, he's really he plays really well on the court or on the on the field. Um, I haven't heard a single teammate ever talk bad about him whatsoever. I've no, like no teammate has ever came out and been like Cam Newton's terrible yeah, in the locker room. He's trash. The you know fans that are worried about him. But the biggest, the, the biggest issue is he's just he's just off the off the field and in interviews he's weird. He doesn't. I don't think he likes interviews. That's the thing. Is it? It's almost like a Marshawn Lynch situation where he does the interview so he doesn't get fined. You know, it's one of those like he's required to do the interviews. Which shouldn't, which be, a shouldn't bad be a thing. Which shouldn't yeah. be a thing. Period. There, you shouldn't be finding people for not wanting to do an interview. Like especially after he won, he lost that Super Bowl. Everybody thought he was being an being jerk, you know, if he's, you know, you thought he was being a jerk for not answering and stuff, but you could literally hear Chris Harris Jr. Not even, but a couple feet away from him after he just won a Super Bowl, And you got the guy that just the quarterback, the franchise quarterback that just won MVP. That's played amazing all year, 15 and one made it all the way to the, to the Super Bowl, you know, and then you got to listen to this guy, Behind you, that literally beat you just not even but a few minutes ago. Like I'd walk off too. I'd be done. I I, I wouldn't want to be there. Like, are you kidding me? Like you guys couldn't have put me anywhere else. You guys couldn't talk to me in the locker room. You guys couldn't have talked to me anywhere else. You guys got to put me within feet of a guy that just beat me. Yeah, like it's weird with the NFL because it's like they look at it and it's like they don't say anything at all. They're they're wrong. If they say too much, they're wrong. And it's like it's that's why I like Marshawn. Where's the in between? That's why I like Marshawn Lynch so much because when that guy didn't want to talk, he was saying one thing. That was it. He wasn't answering nothing else. Favorite, my favorite moment. One of my favorite moments in history is um. Um, what is it called? Oh, when he, when he was like, I'm just here so I don't get fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fine. And they're, at, they're trying to ask him questions. Like he's going to answer the, the questions. And it's like, you guys realize you guys are just wasting your time. <laughs> like wasting your time right now. He's not going to tell you anything. So, I mean, if he doesn't want to do interviews, I feel like as long as he answers the interviews, he's, he, the questions is the way he wants to answer them. He's gonna, he'll be just fine. You know, he'll, he'll be just like that. It'll be like they didn't find Marshawn Lynch after that. He was just didn't want to get. You know, he wasn't. He was tired of losing. I think it's like eight thousand dollars a game. So I mean, you're losing 
almost 160 grand a year if you don't answer any questions and in, in like interviews and stuff along the way. Yeah. After games, which is insane to me. But if Cam does well and he signs elsewhere, they get a compensatory draft pick. Bill Belichick's well-known for compensatory draft picks. A lot of his good players come with like they they just I don't know they they do well for some reason like I just feel like Bill Belichick always does well with the compensatory ones um I just feel like I just feel like the Patriots it was a good decision it was a very good choice it'll cover that it'll cover that pick that the NFL took if he goes somewhere else but if he doesn't go somewhere else they have a quarterback that isn't yeah. I mean obviously it's not Tom Brady like nobody's Tom Brady. There's not gonna be another Tom Brady. I hate to tell everybody, the guy <laughs> that is the greatest quarterback of all time. Like you will not see another guy that was as good as that guy. He he was good, and he is still. And is when you and when you look at him, when you look average. at his, when you look at him coming into the league, you, he probably shouldn't have been that good. Which is insane. It's it's crazy to think that that guy was such a low draft pick, sat behind Drew Bledsoe, got injured. Drew Bledsoe got injured, and then he comes in and looks like like he should have been first round top pick, you know. And that's just it's amazing. And he's one of the greatest ever. And he didn't have to be a top pick. It was one of those. It's a, it's almost like a feel good story, you know. Like you don't have to be number one pick to be great. So. I give my respect to Don Brady. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he is the greatest football player of all time, the most winning football player of all time. There's really not many other people that have as many Super Bowl championships as he does. So, I mean, it's amazing. He spent 20 years with the Patriots. He took a lot of pay cuts. He was done taking pay cuts. Went and signed a very lucrative deal with the Buccaneers. So, I mean... Yeah, and he gets himself into a area to retire. Right, exactly. So, like, I, I mean, and I think I don't know. He he didn't look very good last year throwing a deep ball, but with a guy like Mike Thomas, with with Chris Godwin, those are two receivers that can go up and Mike get Evans. it. Mike Evans or Mike Evans, um, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, I mean, you got he's got Rob Gronkowski back. Those are three guys that he literally, if he needed to, just throw up the ball, they're going to try to go. The Buccaneers had two great tight ends before getting Gronk. Yep, as well. O.J. Howard, and then um, I can't remember what the other guy's name was. Yeah, and I mean, they're just it's a good team. Um, so, I mean, the Buccaneers are a good team. I think they're overhyped, though. <laughs> I don't think signing Tom Brady makes you – immediate Super Bowl contenders, so... Yeah, I do. It'll definitely... Uh, they were actually one of the top passing teams with Jameis Winston last year, so... Right, but Jameis Winston also threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, so, I mean... That's what I'm saying, like, to be top passing team with 30 interceptions. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a, it's a little rough, but you go sign Tom, uh, a guy like Tom Brady... It's, and they, they have some weird, decent running backs as well. Ronald Jones. Yeah. Good. I'm pretty sure he's pretty decent. Uh, I just don't I just don't think I just don't think they're gonna be as good as everybody thinks they are. Everybody's predicting this ten and six 
twelve and four season. I just feel like it'll be like an eight and eight, nine and seven. I just, I mean, defense, defense wins championships. I just don't feel like they made any upgrades in defense. They right. did real, they did well last year, but not well enough. Also, they had to add to their offense. They got uh, Worfs, their first round pick, to help defend Brady. Worfs, yeah, he was. I was hoping, I was hoping the Broncos would get him. Actually, I'm, I, I mean, obviously, Broncos getting Jerry Judy's amazing, but that uh, there's teams that offensive lines just make quarterbacks look terrible. Like I've never seen Joe Flacco look so bad. That offensive so- line is. Ridiculous, but I, I mean, Buccaneers. I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they went ten and six. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tom Brady go to the make take them all the way to the playoffs. You know, I just don't think they're yeah. gonna the win at all. I, I don't think they're gonna I, be that good. Uh, yeah, I do personally think that uh, it uh, it most likely will be those two, uh, the Buccaneers and the Saints in the conference finals. I believe mm. for the for the NFC. But I think Saints are going to make it to the Super Bowl. I hope the Saints make it to the Super Bowl. But that's I me think being Saints biased. Could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's me being biased, you know. And but, I'm not um, being biased, and I think that. But we'll see. I mean, like I said, Tom, Tom Brady didn't look amazing last year, but um, I think I think for the NFC, I think you really, I think you really got to put a little bit of respect on like, I think the Cowboys do really well this year. I mean. They have all they have all the right pieces to do it. Um, they just need Dak Prescott to throw a short ball correctly and not overthrow people. Like, and they have they they have a a great team. That offensive line is amazing. They give them all all the time in the world to throw that ball. They have good receivers around them. I mean, so I mean, I, I wouldn't count them out for you know a little deep playoff run. You got a team. I mean, NFC. NFC's weird. The NFC is really, really weird. NFC's. NFC's so before we like, before we get too far into our predictions, um, I think uh, you you kind of led into another subject, another news story with your uh, where uh, Kendall Fuller went. Uh, oh, with the Redskins and them needing to change their name. Um, because FedEx came out and said that they want them to change their name. Um, it's been a thing for years that people want the Native American community has been wanting them to change their name for years. It is, in my opinion, something that needed to be changed a while ago. Just it's, and there's so many options too. It's like there's no reason. To I mean, not they have. Think. It's it's like I was thinking the other day. Um, I mean the Oilers. I mean I get that like there it has nothing to do with DC, but like the NFL used to have the Oilers, you know. You have I mean you used to have they they used to be the Charlotte Hornets and then they went to the New Orleans Hornets. And then now I mean they're back to the Charlotte Hornets again, you know. It was like one of those like another place took uh took on the name kind of thing. So it's like I mean what kind of names could they take? I they could take just about anything. I've seen a lot of people throwing around uh, the red tails, like a a warplane. Uh, seen seen a few logo designs. Like people seem people seem to be, to I mean, be ready for this. I mean, they've really think. I mean, they're gonna have to. I mean, I mean, FedEx, their main source of income for their stadium, said, "Hey, we want you to change the name." 
And not um, only FedEx either. Uh, Nike, Nike yeah, took Nike, all of their Walmart, Nike took Target. Off, yeah, Nike took all of their merchandise down. Dick Sporting Goods took all their merchandise down from stores and from stores and online. Target, like you said, Walmart. Um, I mean, I mean, people are literally making. Like, you gotta hit them with the, target. With the money. You gotta hit them with the money, and that's what they're doing. Both Target and Walmart pull the Redskins merchandise from their stores. Target says we are process of removing the items from our assortment, meaning you can't, you won't be able to search for them whatsoever, and it will not come up. Walmart says we're discontinuing the sale of the items that reference the team's name and logo, meaning they 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 want to change as well before they even try selling anything. They're willing to lose money for you to change the name and. The logo you're gonna have at this point you're gonna kind of have to do it i agree with it it's one of those things that's been needed to do for years but that also brings up the question what about the kansas city chiefs what about the atlanta braves what about cleveland, cleveland indians yeah. you know but i don't see anybody complaining about all of those it's the redskins it's it's a they take it as a racial term so it's hard to like with the other ones, like Cleveland Indians, they've been known as Indians, Native Americans forever. It's not a racial slur. It's not nothing along those lines. You know what I mean? And it's weird that they haven't changed it. You know, it's just one of those like, yeah, they've been it's been a thing a for years. You know, I, I, I mean, I remember when I was a kid and they were talking about it. So it's it comes, just like it comes down to really no one ever went where it hurts with the money before, and now that they like, like when you think of the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the reason why the Chiefs were named the Chiefs is because actually the mayor of like Kansas City was like his name was like the Chief, like everybody called him the Chief. He was like a big football fan, and they named it after him. That's cool. It stays. It it it's a nickname. Or, I mean, you, they, there's always in a tribe of Indians or a tribe of Native Americans that's called they're called chiefs. Like the main big guy, the head honcho, Maybe. that is the is the chief. You know, so Kansas City Chiefs is okay in my book. So check Atlanta Braves. I don't see an issue with it. You know, the logo is a a hatchet, is a stone hatchet. Cool. Check. That's no, I don't see an issue with it. No, no sort of racial derogatory thing going on there. So that's good. Cleveland Indians, I can see the logo being an issue. But like I said, they've been called Indians and Native Americans for years, and I haven't seen or heard anybody have an issue with it. I feel like that's a check for me as well. Redskins is a racial term. The logo is definitely, obviously, recreating a Native American person. Native American people want it to be changed. It's been wanting to be changed for years. This whole movement with the Black Lives Matter movement and the whole other movement has created a whirlwind of things changing and people changing names of things. FedEx is probably was like, well, let's get ahead of this before it becomes an issue because I'm sure there are some people that are going to start making it an issue because of, of the other situations. So FedEx jumped in front of it and was like, we want you guys to change your name. We give you guys a lot of money for our name to be on your stadium. We will no longer be on your stadium if you do not change your name. And now 
Target, Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, Nike are all taking your items off, so you're losing income left and right. You're going to have to. You're going to have to change the name. Yeah, I don't it's, think anyone is going to sponsor them until it's changed, and the people that would sponsor them, I don't think you want to have as a sponsor. <laughs> right, and it's it's one of those things where they're just going to have to, at this point, if they especially if they want to stay a team, they're going to... It'll 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 be it'll be sold to somebody else, and I'm sure they're gonna just change the name and they'll make a bunch of money. <laughs> so I mean, it it's a bit it's a big issue. It's a it's a hot button issue right now, just because of what's going on in the world with the with like I said, the BLM movement, um, just racism in general. People are kind of sick and tired of it, so people are taking it to another level. They have and, they have other options too because they could change to DC instead of Washington. They can make it DC and you make well. And the names here's here's a big thing for me is kudos to FedEx for getting ahead of it before it became an issue. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, you guys need to change it. It's time. You know, like for a long time, a lot of people stay quiet. A lot of people didn't say anything. A lot of people let it go. Now. They're like, all right, we gotta go, we gotta do it. FedEx was the first. They're the ones that give the most money. They're like, it's done. You know, like we we want to change. Now Nike goes, yep, we're in too. That's your next biggest one. Dick Sporting goes, goes, yeah, we're we're a part of that. That's your next biggest one. Target goes, uh, yeah, we'll join in. You know, because we were we were very <laughs> big in the uh, beginning of this BLM movement. You know. At the yeah. very beginning of it, they were kind of, you know, poster child, like, of bad stuff. So, them joining in there, that, that's the next biggest one, you know. And then Walmart, I think, just kind of adds on to the ice in, or the salt in the wound. It's like, yeah, now you're even losing even more money. Right. So, it's, uh, change the name. I mean, you can change it to just about freaking anything. You know, it, it, it's uh, I just don't understand why it hasn't been yet. And I get that it yeah. has a long history and like the team's been around forever and blah, 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 blah. People, people nowadays are a little more sensitive to things, you know? It's just, it's just how the world works. It's just how it's always worked. People get a little bit more sensitive to things. Jokes aren't as funny 10 years later as they were today, you know? So, I mean, people are going to pick and choose what they like and what they don't like. Redskins being one of them is in my opinion should just be a name change i mean you don't have to do anything crazy <laughs> you don't have to do whatever you i mean it's a good opportunity for them to do a complete rebrand your team isn't very good might bring in more fans for changing your name you know right you might bring in more NFL fans in general for being like the DC Flyers or like something, you know, just something that isn't that. Just steal from the XFL, make it the DC Defenders. Right. Yeah. I mean, do, <laughs> do something. I mean, it just, I don't know. It, they, there's so many names you can go with. You can go like the Washington. Like I said, the Washington Oilers. You literally can just take over the Oilers and make it a, a freaking a modern day team, you know, like a, do like a modern day logo and stuff and like do do stuff to it. You know, I don't know. It's just weird to me that just make it anything really. They, at, this they, at, at this point, you could literally name it anything and people are going to be like, make it, make it the people Washington are going to clap for you. They're going to be like, yes, <laughs> thank you. You know, like you, you changed it. 
you know, uh, it might that's all they want for them because it took so long, but they'll do it eventually. But like I said, it'll be a new name. So technically be like a new team in the NFL. It's going to bring fans. It's like, it's like hockey with Las Vegas. When Las Vegas got their team, it brought so many more hockey fans because everybody's like, Oh, this is a brand new team. And uh, speaking of so, Las I mean, Vegas, a new team, the Raiders, in Las Vegas, that's going to be new this year. That'll be weird. I don't know how that's going to go. I think they're still going to, I don't want to say they're going to do bad, but it's just like almost at this point, you just expect the Raiders to be bad. And it sucks because it's like, they used to be so good way, way I back before I was born, you know? I know how it, it feels. Used to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like, I just, I don't know. The Raiders, I feel like they have such a good team. And I wish they would have just kept, I wish they would have just kept, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head as the head coach. I don't know why they just got rid of him. Like, they had, like, no reason to get rid of him. They just was like, yeah, see you later, dude. Bye. <laughs> and then they went and had, like, one guy for, like, a year. And then they go and get John Gruden. And then they, I mean, John Gruden's, they get... like, cool. It's, like, cool you got John Gruden. But, like, mm, I don't know. And then everybody they get rid of uh, just does way better on other teams. Like, uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah, and then Khalil, they, Mack. Khalil Mack, he like gets rid of all of his good players. It's just some, it's amazing to me. Um, but it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. But if we're if we're being honest, um, then with with football in general, um, it's just weird to me why you would get rid of the, your defensive player of the year is, is the biggest <laughs> thing for me, you know? Like, I don't know. I get it. They, Amari Cooper, I mean, and then, and then, and then everybody's like, oh, like Derek Carr or Derek Carr is the issue. I don't see how Derek Carr is the issue when you get rid of his targets, you know, like, yeah, you can't do much when you I try to replace Amari Cooper with a, a way older, uh, Jordy Nelson. Who didn't I just, play? I, just, I don't know, but I mean, in the NFC, like I, I get the, I get you saying Tampa Bay and stuff like that, but like you can't, you can't forget. I'm, Green, I'm not you can't forgetting forget Green Bay. You know, you can't forget the Forty Nine. I feel like the Forty Nine ers gonna be even better than they were last year, which is scary because they were thirteen and three last year. So I mean. Yeah, I'm not. I'm know. not forgetting any teams. I'm just saying that I think we're gonna see the Bucks and Saints. I just don't think you'll see the Bucks go past maybe the first round, and especially with this year being the first year that there's. I think there's seven teams per conference in the, in the playoffs, so it's a an extra week longer. Um, for playoffs wise. So, yeah. um, I just. I mean, yeah. You can have, th- which is, I think this is going to be the first time ever where you can have three teams from the same conference be in the playoffs or four teams, something like that. Um, no, yeah, it's the- three teams. Because, I mean, I think, what was it before? It was six teams. In- oh, yeah, no. So you could have, you can have a whole conference in the playoffs for the first time ever. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think will probably ever happen. But- right, yeah, that's. Um, I mean, seven teams. If we're naming seven NFC teams, will be in the playoffs. Obviously, Saints, Packers, Forty ers Seahawks. Um, 
Buccaneers. I think the Falcons are always a sleeper team that'll be in there. And then last team, I'm going to say Cowboys. I think we could see the Cardinals in there, in my opinion. Um, I don't think adding Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins makes your team playoff contenders, if I'm being honest. That defense needs more help than anything. They they did add a few uh, on the defense, which I guess will bring us into uh, most improved teams because I actually have Cardinals as my number two most improved team. I think the Cardinals um, made a great decision in getting rid of that horrid contract that they gave David Johnson. I think uh, last year they added Robert Alford, who never played a game last year. Uh, he was very pretty solid for the Falcons. Uh, he'd be coming back this year. They got Dev- Devon Kennard from Lions, linebacker. They drafted Isaiah Simmons with fifth pick. But here's the year. thing. Adding Devon Kennard from the Lions, do you think that helps him at all when the Lions go three and twelve? Mm, he was three twelve and one. My bad. Pretty much their best player on defense outside of maybe Slay. I mean, I, I I agree, but I just I don't know. I don't think I, I mean I don't think adding <laughs> Devon Kennard from uh, a Lions team that could have re-signed him, and he wanted to stay with them. And they didn't re-sign him, you know, on a team that's losing and isn't doing well. They just let him go. They're like, yeah, no, you can go somewhere else. Like, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna help any. But I agree. I think well, the Cardinals are gonna be top. I mean, this goes back to uh, top team getting Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack from the Raiders who weren't doing well, and they did. That's, I mean, that's a little bit different though. Those are two that. Khalil Mack and Devon Kennard are two different caliber players. Khalil Mack, oh, I know. a former defensive that, player no, of the year. Devon Kennard has been on no, a team I'm, that hasn't made the playoffs since 2013. Well, or 2000, I'm, uh, no, 2000, I'm really like, was it 2016? Did what he did, though. In, in, you, you, you didn't expect him to do well in, in, uh, in Dallas? I didn't, no. I def I I thought it was one of the though. best places you could have gone after Des Bryant was gone. I mean, who else are they gonna? They, they have nobody else there. Michael Gallup. But I mean, maybe you can expect him to do decent, uh, do well. Oh, but I expected I him think... to do better than he was doing with the Raiders. I mean, he's gonna get more. He's gonna get more touches. I mean, I don't know. Well, Raiders are weird. A lot with the Raiders. Raiders are a really, really, really weird team. It's it's that, I, that's a what weird I'm saying. Team. Is I just I feel like think... they. What I'm saying is yeah, I don't think people team. expected uh, Amari Cooper to go in to the Cowboys and his first three games be like all like three or two, two or three touchdown games over a hundred yards. Which I mean, I mean, I agree with, I mean, Amari I, do think, not a, I don't think Amari Cooper is like a top 10 receiver in the league, but I mean, but he's a good well, receiver. There's a lot of receivers in the league. You know, there's a lot of them. So I mean, I do think that maybe, but I do think that Devon Kennard definitely upgrades the Cardinals. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think so. Better I mean, than what they Devon had. Kennard plays the same position as as Hicks does, and they just signed Hicks this off season before. Now, I think I, I think Hicks is a better linebacker than Kennard is. Maybe. So I mean, maybe. I guess adding depth is 
good, yes, but like when you're adding depth at a position that you already have a good player, when you should be probably adding on to a position like outside linebacker, defensive tackle, um, safety. Because, I mean, Buda Baker is their lone good safety, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, you got a very aging Patrick or uh, Patrick Peterson. I believe, um, I believe Kennard might be outside. Potentially. He played. He played outside a, a little bit in 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 uh, which, Detroit, but he plays a lot of. Do they still have Chandler Jones? And Chandler, see, and that's the thing is they don't play a three four defense. They play a four three. Chandler Jones is always on the defensive line. He never he never breaks out. He's always he's always an edge rusher. And then, like I said before, they got Isaiah Simmons with the fifth pick, probably the best interior linebacker in the draft. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be good. I, I mean, I just don't think adding this. It's just I don't know, in my opinion, adding the, those those players that you're talking about. I just don't think adding them is really gonna change the fact that they were five and ten and one. I don't think they're gonna be. I mean, maybe seven and nine. Maybe they don't tie a game and they lose a less one less game. So I just don't know if they'll be playoff team, but they'll 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 be they're gonna be better. Yeah, which is what we're kind of talking about. Uh, they're just not gonna be. I do. I I think they. I I just don't uh, think they're top five most improved teams from bottom teams this off season. I don't think they're gonna be top five because I mean I feel like. I feel like the Lions are going to I feel like the Lions will do really well this year and the only reason why I'm saying this is because it's a it's a prove it season for that whole team, you know. If Matt Stafford doesn't play well this year, he's done. You know, they're not they're not they're going to move on. If they don't do well this season, Patricia's gone. I mean, that defense they they <laughs> they kind of got rid of Slay, but then they go and they sign Tillman or uh, Trufant, you know, I mean, not the same caliber player, but can play at a good high pace. They go, they, they get, they, they go, and they get Jeff Okuda, you know, to compliment him on the other side. They have some fairly okay line, young linebackers that are really good. The defensive line wasn't terrible last year. That yes, them losing Damon Harrison is a very big hurt to them, but. I feel like their that defense is way better than it was last year, and I feel like they might go instead of being three twelve and one, they're gonna they're, like a bigger jump for me is like four games, like winning four more games than you did. So like Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, Fal- I think the Falcons could even do ten like a ten and six season instead of being seven and nine. Buccaneers are obviously going to be a better team than they were, with especially with the players that they have added. So let's, um, I mean, let's, it's the Cardinals are definitely going to be better. It's just I don't know how much better. It's that's a that's a question mark for me personally because sophomore seasons in the NFL never go well for quarterbacks. I think it's, it's going to be interesting though to see. Uh, I think I feel Russell like- Wilson was the first quarterback. They had like a, their sophomore season actually went well, and he won the Super Bowl. So like, if it, if Kyler Murray's sophomore season goes well, 
I mean, I only expect them to win. He has, you know, to he be has good. the weapons to make it go well for sure. I just don't know if a what how old Fitzgerald now? Thirty eight, thirty nine. I don't know if a thirty eight, thirty nine year old Larry Fitzgerald is really going to help them out. Uh, uh, I think they, he might even be. I don't even. That, I'm not even sure if uh, Fitzgerald will. Uh, I think he already came out. So he's already coming back. Well, I know he's coming so, back, but I don't know how much he's going to start uh, because they they he'll, have some, he'll, they have he'll Christian be, Kirk, they have obviously DeAndre Hopkins. They've got um, Hakeem Butler's coming back. He got hurt. I think I think he's got some solid, better weapons than last year, and very solid weapons altogether around him. In my opinion, I think I think that the uh, the Who's Cardinals the most, the most improved team for my the most improved team. I think it's easy for me. It's got to be the Dolphins. If you look at some of the people that they've picked up free agency, I, I agree. Zero. I agree. But like in the same, you, I'm going to disagree with Tua. I don't think Tua is going to make them any better. I feel like they should just run with Fitzmagic. I feel like that's going to be their he's best only, opportunity. He's only, a partial, he's only a partial part of their upgrades. Um, when looking through their uh, free agents, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I completely agree with the Dolphins being way better, but I don't think two is going to make them better than they right, were. Right. You know what um, I mean? I feel like but, if they run with Fitz, Fitzpatrick, they are definitely going to be one of the most improved teams. It'll be right. almost like the 49ers. You know? It'll be a team that was very bad the year before and is really good. Just because I just don't Patrick, feel like two is going to be that good. I feel like they'll probably start with Fitzpatrick and give to a chance to like learn behind him and i feel like fitzpatrick as we were talking about the buccaneers being one of the top passing teams last year you played a little bit of a part in that i believe right fitzpatrick yes fitzpatrick wasn't on the buccaneers last year. he was on the dolphins was he not i thought he started on the buccaneers and moved over uh, he was on the dolphins all of last year well because uh, they have they have he, rosen over there which is funny to think that Josh Rosen was a was he first overall or second overall pick, and yeah. he's third string on a team two years later. Yeah, uh, but it, what I was gonna say though, to move on from uh, just Tua, um, like I, I know you said that you agree. He's he's uh, Tua's gonna be good next year. You know what I mean? He's got to sit under somebody this year. I just don't think he's a polished quarterback. Like I, right. I'm ready to see Joe Burrow play because that that he's a polished quarterback. He's a guy that looked really, really good in college. Zero to be number one pick. I just Tua got injured a lot. Yeah. I mean, and when he played, he played well, but who knows, you know? The so, things, the what I have written down here, the moves that they made, that what makes them going to be the one of the top, in my opinion most upgraded team is their defensive upgrade. Byron Jones, yeah. Byron, Byron Jones, Jones is huge. Kyle Van Noy, Emmanuel Ogba, Shaq Lawson. They, they made some... they signed they signed they they made that defense from zero to top real quick, especially yeah. adding some depth at that corner. They had some already really good corners. And it's just imagine what they could have did if they would have kept Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, if they would have kept Minka Fitzpatrick. It's good. It would have been. It's going to be a lot more competitive division in there for sure. Well, I mean, especially with the with the with the, it's. I mean, the whole AFC East is up for grabs without Tom Brady being there. You know. Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, you don't know how Cam's going to play. You know, you don't know how the Cam's going to play. 
So it's just one of those you never know. So who who would you put at your top? Is it the Dolphins as well, or do you have uh, my top for most improved? Put Broncos my top. Broncos, I have they're my top eight. Yeah. Um. Okay. Actually, my top eight it goes Falcons, Broncos, Cowboys, Bengals, Dolphins, Cardinals, Saints, Bills. I have Cardinals on there. Like I said, I don't think they're top five most improved. Mm-hmm. But I definitely yeah, put them in there. I, I can understand. And I, I put, can the, understand the worry. I put the Saints as one of the top improved teams because of I some of those did as well. They're number off seven. season off season signings. They're seven for me as well. Some of their off season signings. The backup with uh, Winston. With Winston, they got back. They got a good backup with Winston, and might even be their next quarterback. Especially, you know, I mean, he's he's proven to be a very good quarterback. As long as they can make good decisions, the option to throw to Mike Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, and Emmanuel Sanders, and they have and that Saints team, the their uh, their wide receiver core is just amazing. Yeah. So Malcolm Jenkins as well. They add Malcolm Jenkins, which is a a spot that they really needed. They still have Alvin Kamara. They still have they still have um. I I almost said Demarco Murray, but it's um (laughs) Murray. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head because I keep thinking of Demarco Murray. Uh, Latavius. Uh, Latavius Murray. So I mean, they got Jared Cook, I believe, tight end. Jared Cook at tight end still. Um, but they also have yeah, Deontay. I think Deontay Harris is a really good receiver. He's really fast, really quick. He's he's gonna be one of those guys. that's gonna look really good. Uh, Traquan Smith is the same exact same exact way for me. He's just, He's a uh, six foot two, two ten guy can guy can move. Michael Thomas obviously is great. Emmanuel Sanders they got like two really good receivers and two like guys that could be really good. You know they they have that potential to be just like top tier. So I mean, and then tight ends and alone you got you got Josh Hill, Jared Cook. Their offensive line looks amazing. They signed or they drafted that. Um, I think he's out of USC. I can't remember. I'm not sure. While you're looking that up, uh, I'll go ahead and list uh, my top eight. Starting with Dolphins, obviously. Second, Cardinals. Third, I have the Colts. I think from last year. Uh, with adding Rivers, DeForest Buckner, Xavier Rhodes, TJ Carey, and then their draft picks of Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. Pittman, made... I think Michael Pittman was the best wide receiver in that draft. I think that'll show itself later on in his career. But... And Rivers throwing to him as well. That's mm-hmm. going to be huge for him. And T.Y. Hilton on the other side to throw away some of the coverage. Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Huge tackle. Regard, I think he played both in at Michigan, so and he looked and he made just amazing. But I agree. I think I think I I don't I think I forgot about the Colts when I made mine. So if yeah, I'm actually that, being honest, it, I think I might you, take the Bills off hard, and I would put the Colts. Because, yeah, it's hard to look past the Rivers. Like you don't look at what else they got, like DeForest Buckner, Xavier Rhodes. Like they they upgraded that defense big time. 
to go along with adding Rivers. I think it's funny too because I think who what did they trade for DeForest Buckner? I think it was like a, a, a second round pick or something along those lines, right? It was like yeah, it might have been. It was yeah. like something that like it was like all right, well, I mean that's kind of worth for a guy like DeForest Buckner that's really young. They are still, really good so. with their draft as well, so I could see a lot of their draft picks turning out good. Like the year that like they imagine had, imagine getting Michael is- Pittman at pick number. 31, you know, round two, pick one, like Michael Pittman, like a guy that's probably going to be a top receiver in the league here in like a good four years. That's amazing. Jonathan Taylor, like 10 picks after him. That's, uh, yeah, that's insane to me. Like, I mean, this year's draft was amazing, just talent wise. Uh, okay, number four, uh, it pains me, it pains me a lot to say, but the Bengals. Bengals. I have the Bengals four on my list as well. We got Burrow now and T. Higgins as well for a weapon for him, along with A.J. Green if he stays healthy. Um, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, they they added a lot of other new players as well. Uh, D.J. Reader. Um, Trey Waynes. Vaughn Bell. Mackenzie Alexander. So they upgraded the defense a lot. They definitely upgraded their offense a lot. They finally got rid of Andy Dalton, which is, worries me because that was um, everybody else's best player in that division. <laughs> Andy, it's it's weird because I think Andy Dalton's a good quarterback. I actually think I think he can be. I think the uh, I think the the Cowboys, team. if he if if Tack doesn't pan out this year, you just sign you just sign Andy Dalton to a little bit of a longer deal and you run with him. And you let Dak go wherever the hell he feels like going and getting his money from somebody else. I don't know if I would. Uh... Because, well, you got to think about it this way. And how many years has Andy Dalton been in the league? Oh, yeah. Probably Let's six, see. five, six, maybe. Been in the league for, this will be his ninth year. Nine. So, let's see. He can make it. He can make the playoffs, but he's not good in the playoffs at all. He's been to the playoffs four times from a 2011 to 2015, and got taken out in the first round and all of them. Right, but in the same though, I get that. Like that's like a a thing, you know. You got to play good in the playoffs to like, you know, be good, but. I just think he's a good quarterback. I mean, Cowboys need somebody that's not going to overthrow a, a two-yard dunk off to Ezekiel Elliott, a guy that can bust out in the open field and just create plays for him. So, I mean, in my opinion, he could, he if Dak could doesn't do well, well yeah, if Dak the, doesn't do well this year, offensive line too. exactly, and that's what I, that's another thing too is like if with an offensive line that's so well set up, like the Cowboys' offensive line, a average quarterback, and I'm saying this because I feel this way, Dak Prescott is an average quarterback. An average quarterback like Dak Prescott looks like a thirty to forty million dollar a year quarterback, you know, yeah, and that's, that's what I mean, that's, that's why he feels that way. Too. Like, they had DeMarco Murray top. Right. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott goes anywhere else and he still does what he does because the dude is elusive as hell and he's amazing. But I agree. Like, look at DeMarco Murray, um, Rondé Barber, 
guys like that, you know, they're like looked really good on the Cowboys and then they go elsewhere and they just do nothing. You know, so I mean, that offensive line makes average quarterbacks look elite. And I would put Andy Dalton in the high average quarterback. He's not elite yet, but you put I, I would he would be almost there. If he would have won two of those playoff games, it'd be a different story, right? You know, it, I'd uh, say I would put Andy been Dalton in the playoffs four times, and he uh, and he you know, exactly you know Ryan Fitzpatrick looks amazing behind good offensive line. In my opinion, Andy Dalton looks amazing. He looked amazing when he had that a good offensive line, had some fairly good receivers with AJ Green and stuff along those lines. Andy Dalton, I feel like, would make the Cowboys two wins better than they'll probably be next year just because he's just a smarter quarterback. He doesn't have that oomph to get out and run or like sprint or like dip out the pocket if something's going wrong like Dak does from time to time but he can get out you know he can run he can go so I mean I don't know I I hope to see him be a starting quarterback somewhere because I like watching Andy Dalton play I think I think he's just um, like I just think he's a good quarterback I would love to see him play for the Cowboys because it'd just be amazing I feel like he'd be great for number five, uh, I got my team, the Steelers, and it's not really because of pickups they made. It's because of people returning from last year. Yeah, I feel like the Steelers kind of got screwed in the in- with the injury bug last year. Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger being down. into it, it as well. He yeah. started out huge. Like He was on pace to be right there with TJ Watt last year before he got hurt. Um, and then with the additions they did get... Uh, Eric Ebron's going to be a huge target for Roethlisberger when he comes back. Uh, Chase Claypool, a big guy. They need some red zone targets. That'll be a good one for him. And McFarland, uh, a lot of people have a lot of high hopes for McFarland at running back. Uh, so they they had a few good pickups, but mainly they're returning guys. As well as, uh, exactly. It's kind of why I picked the Broncos as my top one. Because you got to think about everybody that's returning and kind of what they've done now, season wise. Like yeah. getting Jerry Judy. They got another, uh, got another good receiver from the draft as well. They've drafted a couple. I think they got a, a lineman or two. They, they got rid of Chris Harris Jr.'s contract and they decided to bring in AJ Bouye instead, which is amazing. He's a, little, he's a little bit younger. They add Terrell Casey to an already kind of good defensive line they yeah, let they let Derek Wolf walk and got Jarrell Casey instead a guy that did better you know that's like Melvin yeah, Gordon's gonna be Brady. a huge upgrade great at running back Melvin Gordon's gonna be great at running back I think a two-headed monster with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay's gonna be amazing Drew Locke doesn't look that too terribly terrible you know, and adding to their offensive line as well they got Glasgow which played really well for yeah they they got Glasgow um, I mean, I believe it was Lions. They he was upgraded. Yeah, he was on the Lions before. He was with, like, I think he allowed the least amount of sacks like in the league period. So, I mean, he's they're I mean, my number eight as well. The Broncos. I think they're number one for me just because um they have Chubbs coming back. 
Um, I think Von Miller had a very off season last year, so he feels like he's got something to prove. Jarrell Casey, they got rid of Chris Harris Jr., which is a big thing for for them because he didn't play very well at all. They go and get AJ Bouye, a guy that's been playing amazing for a hot minute now. And then you got, then they had um, and then Dude. I mean they just upgraded that defense amazingly. And then you add right Jerry now, Judy. Right now, do you think uh, Jerry Judy is a replacement, a big replacement for Emmanuel Sanders? Yes. Uh, I mean, they're almost the same player, you would have to think, right? I mean, they look, they look very similar body types, you know, play the same way. So, I mean, I feel like it would be, it is the Emmanuel Sanders replacement. But I also feel like Emmanuel Sanders is declining and that's why him signing with the saints was a huge thing because who's gonna be the number one target on that saints team not emmanuel sanders mm-hmm. it's gonna be mike thomas you know? so that's gonna be a big thing i i like emmanuel sanders obviously because starting in pittsburgh uh pittsburgh is like that's why i really feel good about chase claypool is because pittsburgh knows how to draft receivers <laughs> the, I don't know if they know how to draft receivers or if they know how to. I think they know how to train receivers. Yeah. Like, get them to be good because, like, Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't supposed to be good. That guy is good. You know? Yeah, he was a third-round pick. Antonio Brown was a what sixth-round pick, I think. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is probably not too much higher. And I don't uh, think Emmanuel Sanders is picked higher. Martavis Bryant, he, before he had his problems. Was it second was round or third year. round? He, I, I feel like Claypool is so, I mean, pretty much built exactly the same as uh, Martavis Bryant. I'm kind of sad Martavis Bryant just didn't. Yeah. Out. yeah. He's really and good. Another person just like uh, pretty much looks exactly like Martavis Bryant that did not work out very well that I was hope I had huge hopes for Kevin White. Kevin White, yeah. One of those guys that like you would th- you would think uh, would do really well and just didn't. Yeah. Injury bug caught him, you know, and he's not doing well. Who knows? Maybe he gets healthy and he does well, you know. But um, let's see. Number six, I have the Buccaneers, and you know, seven and eight, Saints and Broncos. Cause yeah. I just I would switch on mine. I have Falcons, then Broncos, but I would go Broncos, then Falcons. And I think the Cowboys did really well because they signed um, uh, Alden Smith. Like a really small, super small deal. Like super small deal. And he's like super clean now. Super clean. Like he no drugs, no alcohol, nothing. So like see how that goes. You know, he's back in the NFL. I think he has to serve a couple game suspension because of what happened before, but I feel like the Cowboys will do really well. Their defensive line is amazing. Um, them losing Byron Jones hurts, but I feel like they'll be okay. Um, Bengals at four, just because Joe Burrow, like, I mean, they upgraded at quarterback technically because, I mean, who else was there? But in the same, I don't know how he's going to play if they don't have an offensive line because, like I said, I feel like, Andy Dalton's a good quarterback with a good offensive line. So if he doesn't have an offensive line, we'll see how that goes. Dolphins, for obvious reasons, the defense is completely upgraded. Cardinals, for obvious reasons, they got rid of that giant-ass contract. 
now they have cap money for this off upcoming off season. They have cap money to pay DeAndre Hopkins that contract that he deserves. They got DeAndre Hopkins probably, in my opinion, top three receiver in the league. I'd say he's number two. Um, Saints for the reasons of Emmanuel Sanders, um, Cesar Ruiz, and uh, Malcolm Jenkins. And then I would say the Bills. I actually would change the Bills. I can't remember who I said I changed the Bills for. Colts. Or the Colts. Just because, I mean, Philip Rivers is better than... <laughs> I mean, you add Philip Rivers instead of Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett looked really good last year. You add Philip Rivers, a better quarterback in general anyways, that just looked bad because of a bad offensive line. I, I, I just see it going different ways. But moving on from football... We're going to go on to the last topic, which is not on the today's topic list, but will be talked about by me and Rebel, is there are some really weird sports out there. There are some really wacky sports. Um, I'm going to let Rebel say his sport first, just so I can make sure that he doesn't have the same one as me. In case he does, I have another one. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. But Rebel's going to go with his weird sport first, tell everybody about it. I don't know nothing about what his weird sport is. Like I said, I have two of them just in case. So we'll see what he has to say about his weird sport. It's going to be new to me. All right. I'm going to link the YouTube video in our Discord. All righty. So, as we all know, we all love sports. That's why we're here. There's a lot of different types of sports. People kick balls. They hit balls with bats, they run and jump, and they score goals. But uh, this sport, uh, very dangerous for players and onlookers alike. Uh, cheese rolling. This is uh, cheese rolling, guys, by the way. This is the sport is called cheese rolling. Uh, I sent him a video, you're probably watching it. It's on stream. It'll be on YouTube, Spotify. Sorry, you won't be able to watch the video. If you want to look it up, just look up Cheese Rolling. It is a National Geographic video. But basically, it's in England. Uh, I don't Gloucester, Gloucester, something like that. Cooper's Hill. Basically, seven to nine pound uh, round of cheese is rolled down a hill while dozens of people run down the hill after it. You can probably see as he's showing the video. It, they Jeez, take some balls. Oh yeah, and the cheese. The cheese itself uh, can reach up to seventy miles per hour as it rolls down the hill. So that's why I say onlookers are also in danger. If you're in the way of a seventy mile per hour, eight pound round of cheese, it's probably not going to feel good. Uh, there. Um, in nineteen ninety three, fifteen people were injured, four of them seriously injured. 2009, they canceled it completely before it was brought back re recently. Uh, this year, it was also canceled because of COVID-19. It looks like a really interesting sport. It looks like a... It, it doesn't, like... You, you don't have that... that um, What is it called? You don't have that... Guy that's the elite, you know? Yeah, he's not and the guy. People from all around it. the world come. You don't in have like people every year. What's the guy that eats a lot of hot dogs? Uh, chestnut. 
Yeah, Joey Chestnut, and you know, or the um, or Matt, whatever the his last name is. Like you, you don't, you know, it's not like a weird sport that that's that people say is a sport. You don't have that guy. It, like you can tell, it's just like a bunch of dudes and women just running down a hill and falling and hurting themselves. It, it seems like trying to chase a cheese roll. Or Basically, the winner roll. is uh, whoever gets to the end of the hill first. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. And they win the cheese. That was a funny. That was a that that was definitely a funny a, a, a funny sport for for that. Um, so my sport originated in 1994. It's called zorbing. I don't have any videos of it, but um, also known as globe riding, sphering, or orbing, it's a recreational sport rolling down a hill inside of an orb. Wow, we're both to the heel sports. Um, so zorbing is generally performed by a gentle slope, but can also be done on a level surface, permitting more rider control. Absence of hills, which obviously, if you're rolling down a hill in a ball, you're gonna, you're not gonna have much control. You're just gonna be rolling. No. Um, so, so let's mix our sports together and have so some like, after cheese in a ball. There's non, it's a non-harness orb. You ever, you, you know, those, uh, you ever see those guys that are inside of like the, the little things and they're playing soccer and they run into each other yeah. and stuff. It's almost like that, except you're inside of a ball, right? And you're rolling down a hill. They almost call it, it's like a thing like, um, they use for like water walking on the water with the ball and stuff. It's like the same thing. Um, they use that same kind of thing, but there's no harness. And carry up to three people, so you got three people inside of this orb, rolling down the hill, um, and it's whoever makes it to the bottom first wins. You know, it's whoever makes it to the to the finish line first wins. Um, longest distance held or traveled by a single roll is held by Steve Camp, who traveled 570 meters, which is 1,870 feet. The fastest ride ever recorded: 32 miles an hour. Longest time spent absorbing is three days, 49 hours, and six minutes. <laughs> Fastest 100 meter is 23.1 seconds or 23.21 seconds. There has been some injuries and deaths in the sport. Um, although the design of the cushioning, like the cushy's design of the orb, prevents a lot of the serious injuries, uh, light injuries, bruises, gashes, gauges, um, so, like lighting like you can bust bust open your head or lip or whatever if you're inside there with somebody which is could seem common um but in 2009 a teacher died and a people was severely injured in the czech republic while trying absorbing it's it and then 2013 at a ski resort in dumbai russia a man died from a broken neck and another was badly injured with absorb he was rolled out of control down a mountain, hitting rocks, eventually coming to a stop a kilometer away from a frozen away on a frozen lake. So he was on a frozen lake. This guy rolled down the hill, rolled into a frozen lake. He was in the middle of it. So the incident was caught on camera and it's on the internet. I watched the video and I was like, Yeah, that's that's a yikes. Um Yeah, well, let's probably not show that. Uh, after the incident was after the incident happened. Uh, made international headlines. Russian authorities called for a tougher safety law, meaning like you're not allowed to absorb on a mountain anymore in Russia. So Russia made that law, huh? Yeah. So um, that is my sport. It is a weird sport. It's definitely not definitely usual. definitely not a usual sport, but it's a cool. 
you know, it's cool. And to add you on mentioned it. you mentioned uh, while you were talking about that sport, uh, the fastest uh, running with it. Um, and I want to add a little side news. Uh, congratulations are in order to the best runner in the world, Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. A child. Sir. Daughter named Olympia Lightning Bolt. Quite a name for a daughter of the greatest runner in the world. Same. Fastest man alive. That guy's amazing. He's, he's, so he's really good. He has one of the greatest sports moments of all time when he like looks over at the camera while running. And, and, just... and does the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's so great. I love I love that guy, man. Um but I think uh podcast went a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um it was really supposed to be a short one, but I mean the first one, so I mean a longer one probably was gonna be the best thing for us here. You kinda got to learn how we are as people. This is literally me and Rebel off stream. Um when we're just gaming and playing with each like playing um games with each other and stuff like like that. We literally this is conversation the whole time. We talk we debate in, a little bit on sports along those lines in um, future future podcast uh where it's it's going to be a lot of news stuff uh we want to make it too much of like a news channel we want to like we'll show like important stuff but we want to like make it a lot of fun ones too we want to like do different debates of yeah, I definitely, historical teams best athletes of all time i definitely want to keep it more viewer oriented like whoever's watching on the twitch stream that's Absolutely. why i said i want to include the there's a chat. lot of people chatting tonight um, yeah there was a lot of people on there i almost actually just added it in mid episode for everybody uh on the it, youtube it was side not to. um but I feel like we did a fairly good job without the chat tonight. So I can only imagine when we add the chat, we'll have more to talk about. It'll be a completely different. We did take a few things from the chat. Like come, our Patriots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Cam the, Newton but the, but the, um, the biggest thing is I want it to be a different experience from other podcasts. That's why I want to do it live. I want to add the chat in with it as well as like, we're getting everybody's takes. That's why it's, it's bot thoughts. It's like, what do you think about sports? Nobody's going to judge you. You know what I mean? Like everybody, there's, there's people who do hot take like segments and something along those lines. This whole podcast is a hot take. Let's be, let's be completely and utterly honest. Like, like, like me saying the Cardinals are second most. Improved right. Team. And like me saying the Broncos are the first improved team. They're, they're probably not. They'll probably be seven and nine and be like the same as last year. But that's how this podcast is going to go. I appreciate everybody that is listening right now. Everybody that came to the stream. Everybody that's watching on YouTube. Everybody. Um, Rebel, you got any uh, final words? Uh, um, well, we talked a lot about money today. The contracts with FedEx being sponsors. Uh, why don't you tell them about your shop? My... um. Oh, so we got, we got, I also, we, I have, um, go to the botfam.com. There's merch there. Um, it's my logo. Um, so, I mean, obviously outside of the podcast world here that I'm kind of want to join in on, we are, uh, I also have my own little, like, I would say it's like a movement for me. Um, so if you guys are interested, it is thebotfam.com. You go to that link right there. You'll see all the merch that you can get from there. Um, we're going to add, I'm going to try to get a better logo for the podcast. I'm going to try to have <laughs> it made better. I just kind of made it quick and put it together. 
um, just so that way we had something. And then that'll also be on the on the uh, website as well. Uh, there's quote. Okay. It's a quote that I live by. Stuff like that. Um, but like I said, my my final thing is um, is uh, gonna be just look at the if you want look at the merch. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force you to force you to go there. It's it's our current only sponsor. His his merch site. Right, yeah, it's the only one we got right now. Hopefully, we'll get some sooner or later. But and the uh, the only other thing I want to say is you can find me at uh, Twitch and Twitter with Rebel on a Mission with a zero for on instead of an O. And then nothing else for me. We got. We, like you know, like no new news we don't let, let's let's check twitter one last time before i before i do whatever let's look at the 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 trending for sports right now yeah i'm not seeing i'm not seeing much um we'll, we'll try to add some other stuff while when stuff starts coming yeah, back I'm not more seeing, i'm not seeing no like crazy out of the out of the ordinary like oh this guy just got signed and he was crazy or whatever but um that's if that's it and that's the case um just gonna say uh be positive be happy and keep smiling guys i'm out rebel peace